This is Ash Masco, and you are listening to Legends of Tabletop. Hey everybody! Welcome to session thirteen of our day tripper session. Lucky uh, thirteen. We... What's that? Oh, lucky thirteen. Lucky thirteen. <laughs> uh, before we jump into uh, into a recap, we're actually going to get a little behind the scenes a little bit. Uh, we're uh, John is going to be adding a uh, at least one new life shaper to his character sheet. So Todd, if you want to give us a little bit of a, a rundown, and background on what life shapers are, and then we'll kind of jump in and see what John's got going. Okay. Uh, in Day Trippers, uh, a life shaper is something that molds your character and it gives us an idea of your uh, your emotional goals, motivations, and guides your actions whenever something comes up related to it. So it could be a relationship, or it could be an obligation, or some sort of neurosis, or uh, a, a thing that you feel particularly protective of, a, a pet, or a, an heirloom, a family heirloom, or some kind of object. Um, in this case, uh, and, and there's no there's no points uh, tied to it, but whenever you're doing something related to a life shaper, if you can justify it, I'll give you an extra die on the roll. So it increases your chances because you're feeling motivated because you have this emotional component to whatever you're doing. And what John was thinking about was that Reggie is becoming more and more distrustful of people he doesn't already know, people outside his circle of trust. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, I wanted to sort of just talk about how I could uh, just to put a more positive spin on it would be to wrap it all into the relationship life shaper where I had just had my description is just basically Nash and I are in this together. And that's how I would basically be playing through that whole like trust issues thing. Okay. And a relationship life shaper, typically a positive one. Yeah. would mean that if ever a situation comes up, and, and I think this is true anyway, the way you've been playing, if the person you have the relationship with is ever in peril or under threat, uh, you would be willing to go to ridiculous lengths to save them. You know, you'd be willing to put yourself in harm's way to save him. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I mean, if I, if I want to throw a, a, a trust one out there as well, then, then I, that can be geared more specifically toward you know, someone who's not in our team or someone who's outside of the circle of trust, like you just said, uh, is I'm I'm defaulting to distrust. Right, which you could call a belief or a problem, right? You have a problem trusting new people. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, that's good. I have a P, a problem of the with the colmenapracil already. What was the limit on each type you said? Three per type. Three per type. Okay, so that would be my second problem one. Okay. And I guess the way this would manifest is whenever you meet somebody new, your your default setting is to not believe it, not trust it. <laughs> default it takes a long setting. time. Yeah. <laughs> Distrust. See, this is going to be bad because, you know, Nash is not like super talker either. Like he's kind of like dour and sort of you know, <laughs> yeah. silent type. So the two of us together are going to be a nightmare. Well, I, I threw... <laughs> I threw a belief one out there, so 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 steer me back in the right direction if it doesn't make sense. But I've also been having like every once in a while, uh, Bento and I sort of clash for an instant or two about what I think he should be doing with his with his uh, with dark matter. And so I had a, a like be doing more good, like like moving into more in more in different directions than just you know getting flowers for some spoiled brat. Uh, so I had a, a belief one, and I wrote, like, Dark Matter should be doing more quote-unquote good, just to kind of remind me of what I meant by that. Is that does that fit or no? Uh, well, yeah. I, I, that, could, that could be a life shaper. It could be the kind of thing where if you ever suspect that things like, well, okay, the mission you're on right now, you said a few times, you know, I'm tired of this mission, these stupid celebrities, and everything's always about money for Bento. Yeah. Um, uh, 
on the on the negative side, it might it might go so far as to you might disobey orders. Not Reggie. <laughs> I don't think I've ever disobeyed. I think I've I've on the positive I, side because this is where I give I give you the extra die if you're doing if you see an opportunity while on a mission to do something that that's like not part of the mission protocol but you think it's doing good, um, then you might go off the res and and do that thing even though Bento probably wouldn't have wanted you to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that'd be definitely more towards what would happen because I don't I don't want because again like I'm I'm loyal to Nash over everyone else. So I mean like and Nash is heading this up. I don't want to put Nash in that position to have like, oh I've got some you know Reggie doesn't I don't know what to expect. He needs to expect that I'm gonna do the job, but then like you said, if something happens and I well we gotta veer off, then I'll be arguing that point. Like I can also see that being played out, you know, over the course of a session, like where maybe we're, you know, we're in the office and it's just sort of like some, you know, almost like a throwaway scene where you're like, hey, you know, we, you know, we got back, we finished the thing, we did all this stuff. But, you know, hey, like, uh, you know, I was thinking maybe there's this charity thing that, you know, dark matter can get involved with or like, hey, uh, you know, we're all ex-military. Why, you know, you know, maybe dark matter should set up, uh, you know, some sort of like, um you know, like recovery fund for, for disabled vets, or maybe we have like some kind of an onboard onboarding program for guys who are, you know, struggling with the transition to, to, you know, to come back to the, you know, like quote unquote normal life sort of thing. Like I can see like every, not every time we see him, but like, you know, occasionally we'll be in there and be like, Oh, so did you, uh, start the paperwork for the, <laughs> you know, whatever. Mm. Mm. Yes. Yeah, I think Reggie has his sights on more like, you know, ooh, dark matter. This is this is an organization that can be used as a tool for the, the the greater good out there. You know, like the people who are out there doing the. God, I sound like a goddamn paladin. I don't want to. <laughs> that. That's that. <laughs> uh, you know, it's possible to say there's there's what we might call soft life shapers and and hard life shapers. And the soft ones are kind of like a note to yourself on how to RP your character, but they don't really do anything mechanically. It sounds like what you're saying. Yeah, I think a lot of the hard ones where you will actually do something, some action, and I give you an extra die on that roll because that has a mechanical effect. Yeah, I think these are really geared like you'd like to the lighter side, the ones that I have, because a lot of it is just like, you know, I. Reggie's a loose cannon. He's going to go his own way, but in the end, he's not going to do something to endanger Nash or Nash's position. That might be enough, right there. I'll, I'll throw this one out too. We, we have, neither one of us has a, a mission life shaper, and I'm wondering if maybe that's something that we should discuss to see, like what's, you know, like what's the mission? You know, is it just getting up and going to work every day and like doing shit for dark matter? Or is there some other? larger responsibility or a larger mission that we're aiming for either together or, you know, individually. That was the somnambula thing, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that was wrapped under the Susie thing. Yeah. I, I not know that it's a life shaper, but I, but I think, you know, post that story wrap up, I mean, Nash has just kind of been thrown into the work. Like that's what's kind of kept him sane. Were we supposed to accept that Somnambula was actually not doing anything hinky? Or were we just forced out because we just got too hot? Like it was just, we were just too out in the open with it. Well, he was, I mean, he was fairly well crushed afterwards. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. All right. They probably are doing something hinky and they've got these dream decks and they're sucking up the dreams of like thousands of students (laughs) all throughout the university system. So they're they're definitely doing something hinky. Whether or not Susie herself is actually in danger, you don't know. She seems to be there by her own free will. That's that's it then. That's that's the biggest thing with Reggie right now as far as like what are we doing together? It's like Reggie hasn't given up on that. I mean that was this whole that was this whole deal with the I'm a reporter now, like doing this his his question asking. It's like he's he let it go, I think, because Nash was crushed by what happened. I think that's the whole like relationship side of this is like I'm not gonna put him in any undue stress until he's ready. But, you know, that's that's still in the back of, of Reggie's mind, for sure. Well, it's in the back of Nash's mind, too. I, I, just, I don't know how that's going to resolve itself. 
Like long term. I want God matter. <laughs> Do more on that front. <laughs> okay, so so what's the, the ultimate decision on your on your life shapers now? Um, they're they're basically light life shapers. Just a little little talking points to get me. Um, that that Reggie basically supposed is you know default setting distrust. The the dark matter should be doing more good thing, but that's more of a a conversational thing. Um, determine, discover the secrets of lucid dreaming, someone dependent on Comanapracil, and then the Nash and I are in this together relationship attitude thing. Okay. That's what I'm sitting on. Yeah. And that, that gives you a, a character with, with a good degree of depth, several different dimensions that we can expose and explore. Uh, and so nothing particular related to Mark Forpaw. Uh, how about Nash? I don't, I, I mean, maybe in the sense of like a light life shaper, I guess, like what you were talking about. So nothing hard, like, again, it wouldn't, it wouldn't drive all of his future motion. But again, I think like he would, you know, at least maybe try to like check him out. Maybe he'd measure, you know, mention it to Bento and be like, hey, have you ever heard of this guy? I know you're, you know, just kind of getting into the day tripping business. Is this, you know, a name that you've run? Like, cause maybe he ran through a bunch of names before he got to us. And it was like, wow, these guys are fucking crazy or whatever. Okay, but not everything that you're interested in or curious about needs to be called a life shaper, right? Yeah. A life shaper is something that kind of contributes to your character, and I don't mean your PC. I mean the character of your mind, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so probably not then. I, again, I, I think it would just be kind of sort of a background thing. Um, you know, if he saw him somewhere, you know, he, he it might wind up in a bar fight or something like that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, nothing where he's going to, like, totally go out of his way to do something. Gotcha. I like it. This is a, re a really nice, elegant way to add layers and depths of the characters here, Todd. I, li I really like it. I'm glad you like it. And I'm going to screen share with you our map here so we can get into the story. Let's go kill Fourpaw. I mean, wait, I mean, no. <laughs> You want to take us through a, uh, a wrap-up or uh, a recap from, from last session? Sure. That uh, that upper line represents the first three sessions where you travel through the forest, you met Forepaw, you met those two kids, um, Anel, who's still alive, and Winford, who's dead. They, it turns out, had been brought along by Forepaw and were supposed to meet him after gathering a bunch of orchids, but that, of course, went south. And then that white circle is where the Ufa Den is, where you guys hung out for a couple days. And that's where uh, Anel still is, and she's waiting for you. And then you came back around the south route, and that took you like eight days. And so you now you've been here 22 days, and I should mention that Duke's suit power is getting really low. Uh, he's at about 20% capacity right now. Everybody else is at like 60%. Okay. And power is sort of at a premium right now because when you got back to your ship, you ran into Mark Fourpaw again. Turns out the fucker had been lying to you the whole time. Uh, he had probably kept you on into the south half of the forest to keep you out of his way, whatever the hell he was doing. He actually had his ship hidden somewhere else because when you got back to the trading post, there it was parked right beside yours. And unfortunately, you did not determine until after he had gone leaving you to deal with the girl. And he also siphoned all the power out of your ship, leaving you just enough power for one day to run the repeller fence and the uh, HVAC inside the dome. You had only enough power left in the ship to get a half of a transmission home again. And then the ship went dark. So poor Pa has screwed you bad, left you to take care of the girl and taken off with all of your energy. Nash managed to rerun some energy from the dome back to the ship in order for you to send an up-vector transmission back to Earth and call for rescue. They say you guys are going to have to sit tight for a few hours while they scramble a crew together with a big enough ship to bring five people back to Earth. And so that's where you are right now. Orpah's gone. The girl that is expecting you in two days back at the Upa Den. And you're sitting there waiting for your ride home. Um, are they going to, 
So they're bringing a ship large enough to to grab us all. Um, are they going to bring there's five people? Yeah. Yeah. Are, are they going to bring um, helium to? Because I know we told them that they were, you know, that there was no resupply at any point. It was it was compressed hydrogen, and yes, hydrogen. You, you did mention that. So probably, yeah. Okay. Now I'm wondering, is there a way instead of all going back in in the ship that's coming? To either transfer some of the power from that ship to uh, the, are we on the Marduk? Yep. Okay. To transfer power to the Marduk, or is there some way where they can bring gas? Like I don't know what is it. Like how do they run <laughs> some kind of like nuclear fusion? What's the uh, poppies? Well, it's yeah, poppies. It's, a, it's, it's a it's a superconducting battery, and. Uh, you know, that's not a terrible idea, but you, you didn't mention it. Okay. All right. No, that's fair. Yeah. This is, this is again, all Nash's fault. <laughs> no. No, it's definitely not. It's four paw. Stay focused on the four paw. <laughs> right. So, so I guess we ended, you know, Iris down as, as the guys kind of like, you know, hunker down in, into the, into the little dome. So where do we want to? take off from are we going to pick up from there do we want to like fast forward a little bit How well, do you wanna... let's, let's get a brains roll from uh from reggie <laughs> nice what's your highest roll two dice oh six boom nice Friendship is magic <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh you're going to want to move the ship because uh it's sitting right in the destination point where the other ship might materialize all right you're going to have to use a little bit of power to lift off and move it just a few meters over. Nash, I had a thought. I think we need to move the ship. Can we use a little bit of power just to get it off of the platform? That's exactly where a ship is going to materialize if it comes through. Oh, fuck. Fu- right? Yeah, right? yeah that, that's, a, that's a good thought. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, we, we tr- I transferred some some juice over. I mean, I, I, I we could probably... You know, probably send over some more. Um, right. You got to just move it a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. Let me get in there, and I'll just see where we're at, and I'll uh, I'll radio you when when I'm ready. All right. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Good idea. That's a good idea. Okay. So Reggie's Re- going to go in and check things out, see if he can kind of figure out how much he needs to move it just enough. You you don't need much, and uh, it looks like you you you've got enough. You've got. Oh, um, in a worst case scenario, we talked about it last time. You could you could suck energy out of your environmental protection suits and get enough, maybe to get you back home, but definitely more than enough to fly the ship around for a few hundred kilometers. So but right I, now, right now, you only need to move it. You know, uh, I think 10, we're, we're still 10, in the 20 meters. Decision making process about how best to use the powered suit because we can't just leave. That poor girl out there. So I move the ship. All right. So you move the ship. That's going to be a piloting roll. Go ahead. Oh, perfect. Uh, and, and this is easy. So you just have to beat a two. Cool. So while you're moving the ship, Nash is like, hey, uh, do you think do you think we should go grab her now? You think it'll be easier to maneuver with our ship if we've got enough juice to, to kind of like pop over there, grab her, and then come back? That would be if you drain some suits. Oh, we'd have to drain the suit for that. All right. Well, you wouldn't have to totally drain them. But like I said, um, three out of four of you are at 60% suit power. Yeah, yeah. And Duke is at 20%. Yeah, I was thinking we maybe save the suits for Duke. But yeah. I really hadn't thought it out completely. Um, no, so, that's, that's fine. That's fine. So uh, if, if I can... I'll tell you plus. this. If you do decide to go get the girl, A, you'll have to siphon at least some power out of some suits. And... You have no idea when your rescue ship is coming, so you'll have to leave somebody here. Yeah. All right. Nah, forget it. Yeah. Um, so I, I rolled. Do, do I? I rolled a six and two ones, but if I use my plus two for piloting, that's an eight. Maybe I save some energy <laughs> with my superior piloting skills. You know what? Um, that is that is a yes and. Um, I don't know if you save some energy. Oh, I know what happens. Yes, and I recharge the batteries. <laughs> um, actually, uh, you you realize that there are a few devices on board the ship that uh, oh. that have batteries of their own, and nice. you can you can tap them. 
So you manage to get just a little bit more power into the ship. Although, I mean, you realize that you can. It's going to have to be Nash who actually does it. Right. Yeah. And I think right. we're going to so need like, some sort of a calculation. There's a really big there's a really big battery attached to the the medical bay, for instance. You could take half of that energy, and uh, still have enough to for an emergency treatment for if someone needed it. Right. I relay all of that to Nash. You know, there's there's a radio and some servo mechanisms for winches and shit that you never really need to use. So you can pull a little bit more juice. I mean, look at this. We have more than we thought. I don't know. It, I mean, do we want to pull juice from the medical bay? I mean, so far so good, but I mean, we've only got enough to keep the, the repeller field going for another day. I mean, if we take a beating with those, uh, those globby things, uh, we might, we might need that. So we have to decide whether or not we want to just stay and hope that somebody comes or try to be a little proactive about it and try to, I mean, what, what else could be on this Island? I mean, I don't know how far we can get, but, Power source wise, I mean, I don't, I don't know. What do you? Is there something that we could maybe find? What, what else do we know about this place? Uh, well, you know that there are, there are lots of people who've been here because the orchids are hella popular back on Earth, um, and there's a good chance there's more than one trading post, but you haven't seen any other ones. Uh, they're not as well known as this one. If you were to, again, this would use power. If you were to get up and do like a fly around the island, you might see another one. I think something like that would probably be best. Yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah. I mean, I guess that's possible. Uh, shit, they might even have a spare battery. I mean, I can stay close. I mean, I can, I'll, I'll do it efficiently in a way that uses at least amount of power as possible so that we can do multiple runs if we need to. Hey, could the could the Marduk just scan to see if there's some kind of uh, electrical signal? I mean, everything else here is just trees and monsters and shit. Uh, Did we try that already? I thought we no. I don't think so. Does the Marduk have scanners? Let's pull it up. Oh, you probably can't see that, can you? Um, well, kind of. Ooh, a bit. I'm gonna yeah, lean down, a little close. No, down below the image, can you see the text? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you probably pulled some power from the automated. Power system and maybe from the spotlight, you got a little extra power from those two items. Uh, you don't have a scanner though, and you don't have a you don't have a drone either. Okay. Um. Oh shit. I, I mean, it might be worth it. I I could try to transfer some of the power from the medical bay. Maybe we'll go about half. You could do I mean, that. The suits are going to help us already anyway, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, I. I could like to try to keep Duke at least afloat with some more of the suit power, but yeah, I mean... Well, if push comes to shove, we can like, transfer power from our suits to his suit. Right. Um, the question then becomes, is do we want to try to grab her on the way, or do you want to just do a low flyby of the island and see if you can't get a visual on something? I think that's the best bet right now. So I do it. Well... Hold on, do you want to take somebody with you in case you run into something? Oh. I don't want you to go by yourself. Hmm. Especially if we're gonna go grab her. Somebody's got our somebody's got our uh, come down a line to grab her. Maybe that's where I go then. Maybe I head out to go grab her and check out what I can on the way there and back. Um well we'll leave Duke here for sure. I mean he's running at twenty percent, so we'll leave him hold up. Yeah, his uh, his needle is in the yellow. Of course the ship's needle's in the red. Well, should we give him a little booster before we go anyway? I mean, he shouldn't have anything to do. Duke right now has enough power to hang for nine more days. Oh. Yeah, without any super strenuous, yeah. Yeah, and everybody else has got enough for 30 days. And that's if you don't do anything strenuous. All right. Well, don't do anything strenuous, Duke. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you think, you and me? We'll we'll, we'll scope it out. We'll leave them here. I like it. Are they capable? All right. You you hear uh, dice clatter in the background as as <laughs> is sitting with the with the other guys. Uh, roll, and they, your, roll your dice. Tell me what they say. All right. Tell me what uh, that means to you. That's so meta. You got a right. two and a three. It's meta and back again. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's not like a super high roll, 
uh, you know, Nash is like, well, you know, 12, five, that's like a quarter. He's like, yeah, we, we should probably be all right. And like, you know, Tom kind of like cocks his head and looks over like, what, what is happening right now? What is yeah, this? Right. I, I've signed in with a captain who rolls dice to see whether or not we should waste energy. <laughs> so, you, you know, kind of like having sort of this like Something. internal. Charles watches this and he sort of nudges Duke and the two of them roll their eyes. <laughs> and uh, he you know, like, luck. He uh you know, he like he comes to a decision and he like snatches the dice up off the floor and then he looks, you know, he looks up to like say, Hey, this is what we're gonna do, and they're kinda looking at him funny. He's like, What what <laughs> what's the matter? What? Me? Yeah. Nothing. No, nothing. Alright, well, I mean you you heard Duke, so uh I'm going I'm uh try to transfer some of the from some of the energy from the medical bay. I mean we've got the suits. Oh here comes Mr. Chili. We're in a dream. I knew it. <laughs> Do we wanna wait or is he gonna... He's driving by. Do you hear him? Oh uh, yeah, we hear him. <laughs> Fucking guy every time. <laughs> so uh yeah, so so he says, um Yeah, you guys heard Reggie. Um I'm going to try to transfer some of the energy over. We've got the suits, uh, the medical bay, you know, crash bay is going to be like last resort. Uh, you know, we've done 20 some odd days on this planet already. Uh, I'm not expecting that we're going to need to, to use it. Uh, Duke, you're running at 20%. I want you to stay here. You and Tom stay here. Uh, I'm going to go with Reggie. We'll, we'll go pick up the girl. Um, and I'll, I'll talk to, well, talk to we'll uh, see if we can find out maybe if where there might be another traders post see if they know uh and if they don't we'll just take a quick flyby there's an off chance maybe we'll have a battery i mean we have enough should have enough power just to to do a good slow loop uh and if the guys drop in while we're gone just tell them we're we're on our way back all right we'll do all right keep this um, place buttoned try up not to, try not to take too long though i mean they said you know a few hours uh, yeah, it's probably been one hour already. Yeah, I mean the island's not that big. It shouldn't be. Uh, shouldn't be anything. Just don't let them leave. I mean, shit, <laughs> we don't want to be stranded here, and she's not going to get her uh, orchids if we don't make it back. I'm sure nothing is going to go wrong at all. Never does. Yep. Yeah, we're we're doing all right. Yeah, we're fine. Slaps right, so, slaps Duke on the shoulder. <laughs> You're so, doing great. Uh, we're going to need an electrician role from Nash. Yeah, I figured. Reggie's just right. like armfuls of, of this is little mechanical mean. devices and dumping you're, uh, them down everyone in the hatch. You're, you're tapping into the backup battery in the medical bay, and you also have a food printer that's got its own onboard uh, uh, a battery. Hmm. So you're going to use the, the power from those two things, and neither one of these is really big, but it's something. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm going to use just a shout out to uh, Maricopacon. I'm going to use my new Maricopacon dice from the convention this past weekend, which when this airs will be like, you know, like seven months ago. <laughs> but here we go. All right. Uh, to excellent. I got a five and a six so with my electronics plus one. That's a seven. So like Nash goes Boom. in and kind of like hunkers down, starts taking off plates and he's, you know, Reggie's dumping like wires and screwdrivers and spanners and shit next to him. Mm -hmm. like, Alright, take this. Uh, we're going to put it over there. Um, connect this one here. All right. Uh, when, I, when I tell you, hit the, you know, turn it on. I found a double A. Can you use okay. a double A? That was, that was actually a yes and. So in addition to the two megawatts that you were expecting, you actually got two more. You got four oh, megawatts. Right, we're killing it. I <laughs> say, so, like he looks out, like he wipes his brow, and he like looks up, and he goes over and like taps the gauge, and he's like, "Oh shit, we got, we got four megawatts. This is more than I thought. We're gonna be. This is. I mean, it's not gonna get us home, but we're we're gonna be able to do what we want to do here. That's enough to run the ship for about half an hour. That's nice. All right. So let's make Although this quick. Although now you, now you can't print food anymore, but you've been doing fine. Mm-hmm. So what? I'm sure we can find something out in the bush. Yeah, we kill something. Okay, so that roll is successful. There's now wires crisscrossed all over the inside of the cabin. Careful, careful. Yep, Nash, Nash plops down on the seat next to Reggie. It's like, all right, let's do this quick. Oh, uh, shit, wait, we've got rope. There's rope on the ship, right? Yes. yes. All right, cool, cool, cool. Of course there is. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll take us out, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And Reggie takes us out. 
All right, here comes the map. Now, which way are you going? See, this is, I would suggest, so as, as he like pulls up the internal computer and, you know, like tap our, you know, whatever, uh, you know, Duke Nukem fucking style oh, maps weird. or whatever on the on the suit. I'm like, hey, we, we went along the coast and didn't see anything, right? Mm -hmm. So I assume it's going to be something along the coast. So why don't we kind of loop over the mountain a little bit, go a little bit further north of our northern route when we went out and see yeah. if we can see anything i like that but we also have to keep in mind where do we need to be is it that little white dot is that where we need to go that's the evidence yes. yeah all right that's where we'll go pick her up and then uh all right so we'll go north make a nice wide sweep over the mountains and head on down okay all so right. over the mountains like kind of in the center of that range uh oh. not that high kind of like just sort of skirting above the line so it would sort of clip. So we'd be so the the so the third dot. So I guess the third day. So we'd okay. be up into this tan area okay. and sort of follow that line, and then sort of come down the the darker brown line to where the Ufaden is. Okay, so up to the foothills, then across over the foothills, and then mm -hmm. down over the mountains. Yep. And Nash would be on the. I assume we have binoculars or some some sort of enhanced viewing. Yeah, you don't, have a, you don't have a scanner, so you're going to have to use the, um, the HUDs in your in your suits. Okay. We don't have just like regular – would binoculars be better or uh, – Your suit can do a vision enhancement. It's probably like 10 times. Okay. That's fair. Um, so he would just be like sitting forward in the chair looking out front windscreen, you know, right and left side if there's a right and left side. Um, and just looking for like a glint of metal, anything that looks like it's not forest. Okay, Reggie, we need a piloting roll from you. Mm -hmm. and, oh, before we do that, let me find out what the weather's like. Oh, it's storming. There is a little bit of lightning and heavy rain. Okay, well that complicates things. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a little bit difficult. So you need to beat a four with your piloting roll. All right, here we go. Well, I rolled a four with the plus two, uh, so six. Okay. You're actually doing really well. That is a that is a yes and. Um, I'm going to use the and to say that you uh, you managed to catch the the draft of the storm and spend less energy than you thought you'd have to because you're kind of halfway uh, gliding. Nice. That's right. I found the updraft, and now I'm finding finding the downdraft. Yeah, and that's working pretty well. Um, let's see. A hex is 20 miles. Uh, this thing can go super, super fast. So how fast do you want to take it? Um, I have to be able to see. So not yeah, like super. You can, you can probably you can you can easily do. Uh, a hundred miles an hour. That would be five hexes in an hour. You can probably push it to double that if you want to. Is there a, a, a bigger draw on power the faster we go, or is it all about the same? Yeah, no, there's a sweet spot around 100 miles an hour. Okay. Yeah, so it's probably all right. Yeah. So it'll take you one hour to get over the foothills, and then another hour to come across to the mountains and then a third hour to cut down to where the Uber den is. Ooh, do we have that much juice? Yeah, I thought we were doing it half an hour, right? Uh, that's what you got out of the, the extra. So you had you had some juice already, unknown amount. Your needle's still in the red. Yeah, it's a, it, it's tricky, and I'm going to have to ask you to roll again. Yeah, it's fine. I'll, I'll roll. Then to give you one other option. You could try jumping. Ha! That will use a lot more power, but if, if it works, it will get you instantly to the Upadin. Fuck, I don't... This seems like a bad idea now. Uh, if you're doing the calculations here, it seems like... I mean, we go grab her, that's fine. We're not going to find anything else. I mean, this box place bigger than I, than I thought. I mean, I guess we just saw, saw such a small part of it. This isn't a good situation. Fuck. We're like, yeah, you're we're kind like, of getting, like you're kind of getting the feeling that you're you're going to be real. It's going to be really dicey unless unless Reggie manages to continue catching updrafts. 
I don't know if it. I don't know. I don't know if this makes any sense anymore. Like, does it make sense to just? And it's storming try, and shit. Yeah. We try to make it back. Do we try to get back? Yeah. I. I so and maybe then like come back together. I don't know. So maybe we get like over to where the the foothills are to the darker brown part of the map, and then just you know, Nash is like craning his neck and he's looking, and the wind is slashing at the windows, and you know Reggie's like, I don't know. I you know maybe I gotta try to jump. He's like, look, fuck it. Turn us around. I mean, you got the updrafts coming this way. It's going to be harder getting back. Uh, I mean, if we're looking at, you know, three hours just to get there, I, we might not fucking get back. Yeah. I'm, I'm. Unless you really push the ship, which will use even more energy to get you there faster. Yeah. Do you think we have enough power if we just pull everything together to make it back to Diaspora? Man, it's really dicey. It's really dicey. That's I mean, dicey. Point, that would be dicey even if you drained all suits. Because even if... I mean, this isn't a good... Even if we do get her and get back, then what? Then we're just screwed there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. All right, look. Turn us around. Let, let's go back. I mean, we can't see anything in this rain uh, anyhow, right? I mean, it's, yep. it's kind of pointless. We can't... We Actually, can't. The, the only thing you do see is a glint of light at the top of that southernmost mountain peak. And you saw this before when you were south of it, and now you're seeing it from, from across. Uh, there seems to be some sort of metal or glass structure at the top of that mountain. Shit, wait. Maybe... You remember that we saw that light when we were coming down? We thought it was Fourpaw's ship, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, well, maybe it's... Maybe it's the train. Oh, Fourpaw's ship. All right. You want to head for? I mean, we're we're right in the area. You want to the time. Make the call. I, I'm, I'm if, if I'm if I'm going, I'm going now. Put it down. Put it down. Go, and we go. Because I think we're we, we're like so we're having this conversation as we're sort of coming over that area. So I think like we're close enough that it would make sense just to do it. <laughs> just cut the engines, and I just I just glide all the way. <laughs> no power. <laughs> Does he need to make a, a roll to land or? Yeah, you are, because you're going to want to land it on, on the, the craggy top of this of this mountain peak. Um, but let me tell you what you see as you start moving closer to it. Now, I'm talking about, of those four mountain tops, it's the southernmost one. The one with the, the triangle that's right above our, our yeah. northern track? Correct. Yes. Um, as you get closer to it, you see it, it appears to be glass, or maybe glass steel. And it rises, it's like a meter in diameter, rising straight up out of the mountaintop and into the cloud cover above. Now, the clouds are really close to the ground up there, really close to the mountaintop. So you see like maybe 20 or 30 meters of a glass tube sticking up at the top of the mountain into the clouds. What the fuck is that? Have you ever seen anything like that? No. I don't like, know what to think. Well, it's too late. We're going in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, make that roll. This one's going to be hard. you got to beat a five. Oh, uh, I hit five right on the nut. I rolled a three. Three is my highest with a plus two. <sighs> Reggie, Reggie, Reggie. As you as you come in, there's a, there's a bolt of lightning and the wind picks up, and you have to use more juice to control the ship. This is a yes, but you put it down. You put it down about 50 meters from the peak with the tube, um, but you've used too much energy to make it back to the trading post now. I've got some bad news. But shit, that was a hell of a fucking landing. Yeah, well, we're not going to be. We don't, I don't think we have enough to make it back at this point. I mean, unless you want to just use the rest of the mid bay battery, but I don't know if that's such a good idea. Well, let's just see what this is. What, what this yields. For fuck's sake. But yeah, we don't have enough to get back right now. Nope. Alright, uh, he just kind of like rubs his temples and he's like, alright, you know, un unstraps the thing and it's like, let's, let's go check it out. I mean, we're here. Uh, by the way, you guys uh, have your little, your your HUG is showing the map and the data on the planet Inra. This particular stretch of mountains are called the Mountains of Perdition. That doesn't sound good. The air is cool, it is raining hard, blazing with lightning, and there's thunder now. You do, however, see a few caves uh, around the area. Do they look like Ufa caves? 
Uh, no, they don't. They look like natural caves, and as far as you know, the Upa live in the down in the jungle. Yeah, in the jungle. All right. Um, what What does this structure look like now that we're close? Is it something that can be entered? Is it, uh, a, you know, a clear tube? Is there metal scaffolding? Like, what are, What are we looking at exactly? Okay, you're you're on top of a peak. Um, there's a valley between you and the other peak, so it might it might take you. 15, 20 minutes to scramble down and back up to to where the tube is. Oh, but, you're okay. rough, but you're at roughly the same altitude. It is a. It looks like a glass tube, one meter or so, maybe a little bit bigger in diameter, sticking straight up into the clouds. And now that the the storm has picked up, it's actually harder to catch a glimpse of it. You have to wait for there to be like a lightning flash in order to get a good view of the thing. You don't see any a door or anything, although you do see several caves scattered around um, both this mountain and the mountain that the tube is on. Okay. Uh, Nash flips it to infrared to see if it's given off any kind of a heat signature. Nope. Hmm. Uh, so, I mean, it's, it looks cold, Reggie. I mean, it's not generating anything it doesn't look like. Uh, I mean, with some of the shit we've seen... I don't know, what do you think about the caves? I mean, I don't know what I think about any of this. I mean, we've got to just, we've got to do something. Alright, so, we'll take a walk over. It shouldn't yeah, take... I mean, we might as well just scope it out. Just, you know, just be careful. Always. Give it to me. Come on, say it. Say it. Stay frosty. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he did it, he did it. <laughs> okay, so you've scrambled down into the valley and going up the other side of the hill, and there's a cave not far from where you are right now. Do you want to go up to the tube or into the cave? Nash, Nash hesitates with indecision. He has not made the best decisions uh, since coming back. Well, fuck it. Let's check the tube. All right. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. This this is the mission. That's this, the thing this, we saw. Let's right. check the tube. All right. We, we can hit this on the way back. And yeah. Then, as, as you sort of lead, you know, take point, Nash just kind of like... You know, he's kind of looking over his shoulder as he's walking, kind of like shakes his head, like, you know, almost like foreshadowing in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> then turns back around and, and you know, trudges, trudges forward with uh, with Reggie. Okay. By relying on the servos in your suit, it's it's possible to climb up the mountain peak, even though it's stiff and, I mean, I mean steep and wet. Um, but you manage to get up to the base of the tube. The tube is extending straight up out of the ground it looks as though the ground was was hollowed out by probably a laser mining drill of some kind because it's a perfect circle and the tube is is like exactly the right diameter to fit down right through the hole as you near it you can look down the tube like down into the mountain itself into the into the belly of the mountain mm-hmm. and there are rungs roughly human size for climbing up and down inside this thing but there's no door huh well how That's far can we see down is it just black yeah you can see down maybe 30 or 50 feet and uh it is it is black down in there you, you think the entrance is in the cave i mean it's not here clearly it's not here i mean it's it's only this you know he puts his hands out like this big like we could you know walk around the whole thing as much as I want to just go right down, I don't. I don't know if it's a good risk right now. Well, I mean, there's no way to get in. I mean, we can't go down. I mean, he like bong bong like just kind of like knocks on the side of the tube. There's a a, a big resounding sound because it's it, it's a it's a large it's a large air air filled uh, container basically. You just yeah. rang the doorbell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, but I, I mean, it's but it's fucking too Reggie. Like nothing can get out. We can't get in. They can't get out. I mean, it's got. You see the ladder? Like that's human size, or Ofa size? Maybe. I don't think they built this thing. Clearly. All right. So so cave then. I think we got to check it out. I mean, we All can't right. get in here. Does uh, do the rungs uh, attach to the glass? I guess right. Going up and down. Yeah, that'd, that'd be a good. Yeah, the rungs are. Um, they're Pretty staggered. Cool. They're staggered like left, right, left, right, so it, it looks like it, it's built for something man-sized to climb. 
up the inside of this tube. And and those runs and by the way, your, suits, your suits your ship your ship doesn't have a scanner, but your suits do. It's a, it's not a long range scanner, but you do have scanners. So if you wanted to like look at the the material composition of the tube or the mountain, you can do that kind of thing. Oh yeah. Yeah, I definitely do that. All right, the tube is something very much like what you guys call glass steel back at home. Uh, it is it is absolutely not of Uba design. Those guys barely know what fire is. Right, right. Um, well, shit. I mean, and the rungs continue up, you know, up the tube into the clouds and down the tube into the mountain. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't think it's a it's mining crazy. tube, right? Like you're not gonna carry shit and climb fucking ladder in a tube. What if we just wait a little bit and see if maybe somebody <laughs> shoves up and climbs up? I, I mean, I, I guess we can. I mean, we're clearly not going anywhere unless I can get some more power out of the, the fucking med bay. Yeah, ma- maybe we just chill for a sec. Uh, Alright, um, shit. It, you know, Nash would cast around to see if there's like a little bit of cover they can get under. You know, like tree branches. The best cover would be that cave. You know what? I think that cave is probably the place our best bet to both watch and then our next step after no one climbs up. Is is there one close enough that we could still see the tube from the mouth of the cave? You said there was multiple, multiple caves. Yeah, but that's the closest one. It's like directly below you, um, you know, 20 meters or so. All right. I mean, the rain's not going to bother us in the suits, but I mean, if you want to... If you want to just wait, you want to want to go in the cave? Yeah, let's do Fix that. Here, <laughs> no, no, let's go. Let's go in the cave. All right. Okay, so we clamber back down. We go into the cave. Uh, in here, uh, the air is the air is cool, and uh, it's uh, it's it's dry in here. The rain isn't isn't getting in. So this is a good uh, good place to shelter from the storm. Uh, if you wanted to, you could even open your visors and catch some air. And the cave stretches back and then turns a corner about 50 feet down from, from where you're at. It definitely seems to have been a, a, originally a natural cave, but the walls have been um, uh, sanded or scraped or otherwise shaped by some sort of machinery because it's been the, the tube has, uh, not the tube, the cave has been expanded to create a tunnel that, that goes down and to the right into the mountain. Well, let's just keep an eye on the tube for a little bit, and then I guess we're just going to have to go down that way. All right. Uh, that's fine. So Nash will, you know, kind of like post up out like at the mouth of the cave if he can see the tube and just kind of wait, you know, maybe like a half an hour and see if something hmm. shoots up through, you know, up the tube. Okay, while you're doing that, are you exploring the cave at all? Or just staying near the mouth? Uh, Nash is staying near the mouth. Okay. You're staring at the tube? Yeah, staring at the tube. Yeah, I think as long as long I think Reggie would probably check the immediate area. Okay. Uh, Reggie, when you get to the back of the cave and you look down and to the right, the tunnel slopes downward really sharply. Not too sharp to climb, but you have to be careful climbing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Um, there's a niche in the wall right around the corner with a trunk. It's a metal case um, um, about the size of a milk crate. Now, what the hell is this? What? Well, what'd you find? Got some sort of a case. Uh, what? What? You, like, like a briefcase? Uh, it's like a. It, it's like a, like a box. A chest. Uh, is it? If, I don't know. I'm gonna check. I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna get up and just check it. I don't want to grab at it. Russ, scan it. Scan it. I'm gonna scan it. Uh, okay. Uh, it is made of steel, and it has a latch on it. The latch is locked, but it, it doesn't look like a particularly uh, high tech lock. It's just. It's something you could probably easily cut with a bolt cutter. Can I take it out or take the whole thing out of the? Yeah, you can you can lift it up. The whole thing weighs about thirty pounds. All right. Well, I'm gonna take it out. All right. You're now carrying a trunk. Bring it back towards Nash Way and put it down on the ground. Check this out. Look at this, man. Uh, 
Well, shit, maybe it's a maybe lanterns or something. I mean, do you think it's like a mining operation? I mean, I don't know. The, the the cave's been been worked by some kind of machine, right? I mean, this is not a it's not it like a like it. space slug. I mean, I don't want to take something of somebody else's, but I mean, we're sort of in a bit of a dire situation here. Yeah, a little bit. I and mean, you got to use with what's at hand. Exactly. And Reggie opens it <laughs> or tries to open it. <laughs> uh, okay, what do we have to open it with? Um, so it's got a can... lock on it. Yeah, like it's like a padlock. I might just take the butt of my gun and just start and just whack it as hard as I can. I mean, that might not work, but. All right, this will be a strength roll. Go yeah. ahead. Uh, beat five. Oof. How about uh, can I use my fighting plus one? <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you. Uh, oh god, so might two. Yeah, might. Well, throw. I rolled a five, so that's a six. <laughs> yeah, your uh, your fighting skill gave you an idea of the best angle to hit it at, and you did, and it pops that fucker right off. Nice there shot. There we go. <laughs> I open the case. Inside, you see a bunch of fire pellets and a medical kit and some rope and some rations. You know what? This is a survival kit. This is a survival pro kit. Oh, my God. A survival pro kit. Huh. Well, I mean, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Um, we've got it. <laughs> well, we don't really need it. Well... I just wonder who left. Standard survival kit stuff. It's got a a a compass and a little uh, material analyzer and a bunch of fire pellets and a uh, a lantern and a little first aid kit. I wonder. It's got a multi tool. Yeah, I mean, I Hmm. guess if somebody gets stuck up here, or, I mean, yeah, I mean, you think it'd be somebody to get stuck, but what would they be doing up here? Well, I mean, what what are we even doing here? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, we're stuck. I mean, we've got we've got to maybe. All right, so no one's coming up the tube. It's been what 30, 40 minutes. Sure. Uh, Someone well, left us here. We, we've got to go deeper. We've got to go down. All right. Um, and the and the the suit's got some kind of like um, GPS. So like, so I guess I'll, I'll say it this way: if we go down and we get you know caught up in some kind of like cavern tunnel system. Can the suit get us back out by some internal, like, heads-up display with the GPS, whereas we're walking, we can sort of, like, mark coordinates so we don't get turned around? Or is it, like, old school, we got to use the compass and, like, set waypoints? And uh, it, it is old school, but you could, you know, make marks on the walls or stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You, know, uh, you, know, you take, a, take a fire, because it's dry in here, so your fire pellets aren't going to accidentally go off. You could take a fire pellet and like scratch an X onto the wall with it. That kind okay. of thing. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do a combination of those things. So we'll do the fire pellet thing and then Nash would also take the uh, the compass. Okay. And leave the rest of the kit here? Yeah, I don't think they really... I mean, well, they have the suits, so... Carrying it around, right? Well, not mm-hmm. carrying it around, yeah. I mean, we have our, our guns and like, you know, we're kitted out for... Yeah. You know. We'll take the compass and the, the fire pellets and all that and then Reggie puts it back in in the wall. Okay. So you're going to go down the tunnel then? I think so, yeah. All right. It gets pretty steep, so I'm going to ask for grace rolls from both of you. Okay. You just have to beat it two. Well, that's good because I got two threes and a one. (laughs) (laughs) Five for Reggie. Uh, Reggie, that's a yes and. So Reggie is leading the way and uh, going quite gracefully and marking the walls as he goes. And uh, you, you realize that at, at this point, you're very close to where the, where the tube should intersect with the mountain. If you just go down, it looks like the tunnel curves to the left again, hmm. just a little bit further. And you should be like directly under the tube. All right. And is there, is there, do I see anything like a light off in that direction or anything? Nope. All right. Press on. <laughs> I guess we would well, have there taken... is, There's a strong draft of dry air blowing down the tunnel. Oh. The the suit has lights in it, right? Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, otherwise, we would have taken a lantern, too. Oh, by the way, the, the rocks in here, at least some of the rocks, 
have some sort of microscopic phosphorescent mold on them that gives off a, a faint light. Oh, that's pretty cool. Well, that'll help us get it back too, if, if it comes to it. You're about four miles above sea level, you figure. All right. Well, I didn't oh, keep oh. going, I guess, till yeah, we find something. Yeah, we're about to get this is probably where it's gonna intersect with the tube. So I mean I mean here it is right here. This is where we're gonna see what uh what exactly we found here. All right, You're so right. Nash puts the compass away and you know, pulls the gun mm. weapons out. So Reggie's on point, so he's the first one to turn the corner and Lo and behold, right ahead of you, you see uh, what must be the tube because there's a there's a, an open archway into which you can you can see the belly of the, the tube itself, and there's another archway on the other side, so the passageway intersects the tube and keeps going on the other side. Jesus. Hmm. So, so we can actually go through the tube and you look up and you see the rungs and everything. Yeah. And down. And down, because the tube keeps going downward as well. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. I was wrong. There, the tube is reaches a floor right here. Oh, okay. You are now at the base of the tube. All right. Okay. Well, so we were right that this is the entrance to the tube. Where the fuck's the tube go? Well, the entrance, because there's another one on the other side somewhere. Oh, well, so you we know what? I, I wonder if the trading post is up the tube. I wonder if there's like a like a like a fucking helipad. You like know what I mean? Sky like, tube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, but maybe there's a landing pad up above the tube. But that seems weird. Like, why would you bury it in the thing and then be underground? Maybe it's a stability thing. Uh, I mean, the storms uh, do get really violent up here. Well, we could either go through or go up. Oh, I'm really curious about up, but probably through is the safest bet. Well, my guess is we're just going to probably come out the other side. Uh, well, you know, maybe it, maybe it opens up into another cave. I, I, how about this? We'll, we'll do both. We'll, we'll go on for like another five minutes. We don't see anything. We'll turn around and we'll go back up. I think up's going to be our best bet because they're not going to have a trading post under the ground. Oh, we could split up. <laughs> He's just no? like, <laughs> like, what? Like, just puts his hands up. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm course I'm kidding. I'm just fucking with you. Fucking okay, have you out. have you guys entered the tube now? No, oh, not Jesus. Yet. No, not yet. <laughs> There's an updraft. <laughs> Augustus <laughs> glubing it. <laughs> well, so yeah, so I guess we can't feel any air with being in the suit. Um, Reggie puts his hand inside the tube a little bit. But would you feel like that's the question though, right? Like we're no. <laughs> No, it is some sort of magical updraft. You can use the suit's uh, scanner. That's right. Damn it! I scan the tube. Okay, so you know you uh, you look into the tube and use the scanner. You see that the the temperature is sixty four degrees Fahrenheit. The humidity is one percent, and it's it's uh, thin but air. All right. Um. The ground at the base of the tube, by the way, is perfectly smooth. It was absolutely artificially leveled. All right, I mean, clearly somebody did this. Um, is there, like, dirt, dust on the ground? Some, but not as much as there was up near the mouth of the cave. So uh, all, all I want to do is Nash, like, scoops together, like, a little bit of dirt and, like, throws it at the opening to the tube to see whether or not it gets sucked in or... It does not. It behaves just like dust in thin air and falls slowly to the ground. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there is rungs in there. That'd be sort of... Yeah, but if you um, don't know, right? Like, maybe you get sucked yeah. up unless you know, you know, like, you go in and you, like, grab the rungs right away. All right, well, let's let's just, let's do your thing. Let's press on for a little ways and then uh, and turn back if it's clear there's nothing there. So right. we're, moving, we're moving through the tube then? Through, for a little bit, yeah. Across. Yeah. Okay, yeah. do we... Well, yeah, and the reason why is because as you move through the tube, across the tube, I imagine you look up. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. You see a round patch of bright blue sky. Uh, apparently, this tube goes all the way up through the cloud cover, and it ends about 500 feet above you, above the cloud cover. You see, you see blue sky up there. Hmm. And, and nothing like... 
no like platform surrounding like it's just open to blue sky and you just see a circle of blue sky yeah and, i mean it's the rungs um, going up well what'd be the point in that well i mean there's probably something up there it's just why would it it opens it opens to open sky i mean if yeah. we go up there and find out that it's just a big nothing tube I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> because remember, the clouds are really dense, and you're at the top of the mountain, so that the, the tube is going up through the clouds. So the yeah. sides, the sides of the tube, as you look up, they're really dark with the occasional flash of lightning. Yeah, yeah. But way, well, way up sky. at the top, you see open sky. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, let's. We should probably go up, but we can check it out. We can check out a little further if you want. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Like five minutes. Let's just go like five minutes. All right. I'm in. Okay, you cross the tube, nothing happens. You go across to the other side of the tunnel, and it once again resumes its steep descent. So if you want to keep moving, it's going to be another grace roll. It goes deeper. Oh, right, we're at the top of the Down. Tunnel. Yeah. Okay. Well, what do you think? Uh, nah, fuck it, let's go up. We're going to tube it. Yeah, I mean, what, what are we going to find? I mean, we're going to find a <laughs> Balrog down there? I mean, shit. <laughs> There's nothing good deep underneath big mountains now. Yeah, yeah. All right, screw it. Let's go back. Back? Yeah, back up over up, to the tube. the tube. Okay, there you are. And we go up. Climbing, climbing, climbing. Yeah, this is a grace roll. Just don't roll one. <laughs> oh, see, when you say stuff right. like that. <laughs> just beat one. Six. Five. All right, yeah, you guys don't slip and fall or do anything stupid. You're climbing up these rungs, rung after rung after rung after rung. You're climbing up like 500 feet. Are you going to go all the way to the top? Uh, I guess until I so. we see something. Yeah. I mean, so okay. like if there's like, so if we're, you know, uh, you know, 60 feet below the opening and, it, we, you know, we can see open sky completely all the way surrounding the tube then maybe there's no reason to go all the way out um but if we can't tell then yeah nash nash would go to the top and then poke his head out to see what was there okay while climbing up it's it's really very dim and that's why you had to make a roll because the only flashes of lightning occasionally illuminate you're surrounded by dark thunderclouds all around you but as you get near the top it starts to get brighter because there's sunlight coming in through the through the hole at the top and when you get up above the clouds after you know climbing for like 400 feet or 450 feet uh, you can now look out sideways through the glass walls of the tube and you can see that you're now looking at the clouds from above once in a while there's a an opening where you can look down and see the jungle below you and the mountains and all that you're almost at the top are we going all the way uh i think we go all the way yeah all right, yeah. I mean, at least you know, at least last rung, we don't want to get sucked out of this thing. I mean, if this is some sort of ladder to heaven, I suppose we're, maybe we're already there. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. yeah. This place is a ball. Who is in the lead? Uh, I think Nash would have <laughs> went up first, unless you want to, Reggie. Reggie would have uh, yielded to whatever you wanted. Yeah, I guess I, Nash, Nash would have went first then, probably. Okay, so Nash is going up first. You're just about at the last rung. When suddenly, Nash, you hear a voice in your head that says, Stop! And I need you to make a psyche roll for me. Perfect. <laughs> Not and, Nash's strong suit. <laughs> and you, you need to beat 10. What? Uh, I can't do it. Roll it anyway. Roll it anyway. <laughs> uh, I got a five and a four. If I could end my psychology, it would be a six. I mean, Nash freezes, right? Like, as a military person, someone's to stop, you stop, right? Like, that's how you stay alive. So he just, he immediately oh. freezes. A voice in your head says stop. This is a no and. Not only do you stop, but you literally respond as though you had said stop to yourself. Hmm. Uh, and Reggie, you don't hear a thing, but you notice that Nash suddenly stops and he's completely immobile. You had a rhythm going for a while, clank, hmm. clank, clank. Clank, 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 From and then suddenly, suddenly he freezes, and your head bumps into his foot. Yeah, Reggie would probably 
not just wait a second, just from experience, from, you know, Nash stopped for a reason. So I'm going to wait and see. Am I cognizant of what's happening or? Uh, you have sort of a dim awareness. It's kind of like um, you just got like sort of a weird head rush and, and the world seems a little bit fuzzy. But as you look upward, you see something moving into the tube from above you. It's gliding in like sort of a blue green amoeba about three feet in diameter. And it's, it speaks in your head. It says, come to me. What are you thinking? I, I like he looks up and sees the thing and he's like, wow, that's really weird. Like, and then he kind of sees the size. He's like, that's can't fit in here. This is only, it's like big enough for us. Like he's like, he just starts to like the incongruity of it all. No, it's about exactly as wide as the tube. Is it? Okay. Yeah, it's three feet in diameter and the tube is one meter. Oh, a meter. oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking one. Yeah. Um, he's like, oh, that's really weird. It's kind of, Kind of catches the light. That's blue. Uh, make another psyche roll, Nash. Probably you have to beat an eight. Uh, I got a three. I don't know if we're adding psychology or not. Yeah, I will let you add psychology, which you're trying to use on yourself, and <laughs> and you feel a compulsion to do what it says, and so you begin climbing up toward it, and simultaneously, the voice in your head says. Do not resist me with your psychological tricks. Psychological tricks. I but mean, you're, I don't... you're doing, but you're doing what it says. You, you're continue climbing. Uh, yeah, like he continues climbing. Internal monologue, like he's talking to himself, but kind of like talking to it. I don't know. Psychological. I mean, that's not. I don't. I mean, fucking. I don't know what as, you're talking about. Like, as, it's just soon as, like Nash, as soon as Nash reaches the top, he clambers out of the way. Reggie, now looking up, you can see past Nash, and you see this blue-green amoeba thing that's sitting at the edge of the tube. Nash, you have climbed out onto a glass-looking platform way up above the clouds, and you're on your hands and knees, and now you want to crawl toward the things. You want to crawl, you literally want to crawl around the tube toward the amoeba thing. Reggie, you just spotted it. Nash? Nash, what are you doing? Nash, wait! Reggie's going to hurry up the tube. Yeah, I got the, the thing. I mean, it's... I got to go, go check I'll it out. Just wait! Wait, what am I going to wait for? He wants me to... I got to check the thing. I mean, it's, it's just... You don't, even, you don't even make sense, man. Come on. Wait, wait for me, wait for me. Up the tube I go, fast. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop broadcast network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.